What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is March 1st, 2024, SmackDown, The Rock, Roman Reigns, The Bloodline are running the show, and this is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by NYC Demon Diva Issa, and Matt Coon back with us again on a Friday. This felt like two episodes of SmackDown, two shorter episodes of SmackDown in one. Um, Issa, you're riding high off that opening 40-minute segment. With Roman and the Rock, can't wait to talk about it. Good, Matt. How about you? Did this did this satisfy all your Roman Reigns man crush needs? That that opening forty minutes. I got enough of them. Yes, yes, I did. Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. Can't wait. Cool. Do we have any news tonight? Anything else going on? I mean, the Rock's twenty minute promo. The original version was like fifteen, and he said, "Now nah, I'm going to upload a twenty one minute director's cut of this promo on Instagram, telling Cody f your story." today uh everybody was talking about this isa i know you watched the whole thing probably multiple times but matt Wait, what? what did you, the the rocks promo on uh, instagram today oh no i didn't watch it when i clicked on it i saw 20 minutes i was like yeah i'll post some <laughs> highlights on social media i don't have time for that i'm a busy girl so i did not as a matter of fact i never really relate with cody but i got a big chuckle out of there i am watching all that response because that's exactly what i did i i did not watch it i think i got through Whenever I started talking about David like Greta, and then I was like, yeah, I gotta go. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> he definitely ended with the TLDR with the F your story twice. Oh, nice. that was really the, the gist of it. But Matt, did you check it out? Yeah, I'm not watching that for 21 minutes. Um, <laughs> you know, what am I going to do? Sit there and stare at my phone and watch a rock promo on my phone for 21 minutes? But I did, you know, hear some reporting that, you know, that was in fact kind of what he wanted to do on SmackDown. Mm. And was told that there was a, you know, that was long. And so, um, you know, so he, uh, 40 minutes he had a, tw- <laughs> right, he had a 21 minute 
promo on Twitter. And I counted today uh, for the times the, his microphone touched his hand. He had 13 minutes. So I think he got in what he wanted anyway. Yeah. It was uh, interesting. So I what I did was this. I put it on and then I did other things. Like I, I ordered some cat treats. Uh, stocked up on coffee. Like, I was doing other things while the promo was on, and it was good. It was a little verbose, but it's kind of fun that The Rock is so engaged that he would do that and put that time, effort, and energy in. And I have to say, you know, I actually think what he did in that promo was better than what he did on the air tonight, and we'll talk about this, but he, I think he told a more of a story. This wasn't just catchphrase, Rock, diss the town they're in, um you know give a bunch of sound bites like he went into depth about his thought process about what he told cody you know cody saying okay he agreed this was best for business to have uh the rock about time because i'm tired of everybody making cody out to be a victim of the rock is trying to take his main event when cody is the one who brought him into the mix so i'm glad that the rock had to explain that because cody he ain't done that but yeah. anyways yeah so that was good. Um, is there anything else in the? Because we're going to talk a lot of this folds into SmackDown well, tonight. Well, I mean, um, you know, a lot of this is about Cody Rhodes' um, real story. Yeah. You know, like the Cody Rhodes who's on TV. Yes, he gave it away, but the Cody Rhodes, you know, in real life, didn't give it away. And I think that's the Cody Rhodes that people responded to uh, when they saw the look on his face. You know, he did. You know, it was taken from him. He did really want it. So it's like we have these dueling narratives, this on-screen one and this off-screen one with a lot of parallels. Yeah. It's interesting. He's a good actor. Good for him. Do, okay, so before we get into uh, any other news in he SmackDown. He ain't that good. I, yeah, I've seen him act. He's not that, you know. Well, I mean, there's pain and gain rock, and then there's... No, I'm talking about Cody. I'm not talking about The Rock. I'm talking about Cody and that huge face he made at the end. Like, look at what I'm doing for the business face that he made at the end. Like, he couldn't pre-calculate this whole thing. That was an arrow-level guest-starring performance. Yeah. If that's what happened, then it worked. You know? I mean, it was really effective. So, God, I mean, that's even more impressive. Yeah. It's interesting to think that WWE would be so naive though that their hardcore fan base would have been okay with that that they would have all said like oh it makes sense we're gonna step aside our hopes and dreams and let the rock have this mistake was the rumble the rumble should have gone to somebody else if you were never planning if you were planning on doing uh roman and the rock i mean you'd think right oh wait on cody everybody's gonna expect that and there's no way out of this. And that's what, I mean, I'm enjoying this. So don't get me wrong. I think it's been a fun ride, right? But if Cody gets eliminated, yes, we're going to boo, whatever. You, you might get a 2015 redo. But there's not that expectation of, oh, he won. He's going to finish the story. You know, like, it's, to me, it feels like deja vu. It doesn't feel like a repeat. But again, if you don't if you don't give him the Rumble win, this would have been a whole different, you know, it would have been a lot easier to get out of the situation. Hmm. Um, Sting's final match is going to oh, main yeah. event Revolution. What else would have? Is it the whole pay per view or, or surrounding that? I was yeah. hoping Meat Madness was going to uh, <laughs> headline that. In my heart, Meat Madness is always the main event. <laughs> yes. Um, 
Man, so you, it's not, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I mean, with the, the main event of Revolution, I am going to Revolution. I uh, got my tickets and um, looking very much forward to it. What else were they going to main event with? You know, you're going to have, it's Tony Khan. So you're going to have streamers. You're going to have appreciation. You're going to have a bunch of old wrestlers out there. It's going to be a party. And, you know, it, you don't want to clear all that stuff up for, a, a you know, a different match afterwards. I assume that as soon as they announce this, especially so far in advance, that Sting's last match will be at Revolution, that it will be the main event and we will build this pay-per-view around it. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a legend we're talking about. It's his last match. I'm, I'm very excited to see it. And I think it's going to be emotional, especially for his hardcore fan base. But I never thought, like I saw that in the news today, and I was like, yeah, what else was going to main event? I think it would have been news if that wasn't the main event, if yeah. I'm being honest with you. It's going to be exciting. Um, also, Meltzer reported the footage that AEW has rights to, because I'm sure they're going to do a career retrospective before, and it's going to be interesting to see how they do that because they are not going to have any of the WWE, the WCW, or the NWA footage that WWE owns in that retrospective. Yeah, well, that's um, that's their prerogative. I mean, they own it. It's their footage. It would be a nice thing to do, but I, you know, even though it's a, you know, a lot of ways a bigger and brighter day in WWE, their dislike of AEW and their competition with AEW uh, is just as real their way as does the other way. So it doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Uh, and while there's been reports about some uh, WWE legends that won't be attending, uh, we did find out today that former NWA United States heavyweight champion, um, will be there magnum ta so that'd be cool that'll be great and i think lex was kind of alluding to the fact that he might be there too yeah um which is great uh because i love lex uh, as a human being and as a wrestler and i think it's great yeah it's gonna be an exciting sunday is there anything else you're looking forward to on the card uh of course cnftr you know cnftr yeah. and eddie kingston against the bcc it's a stack card man it's there's really nothing I'm not. There's nothing. There's nothing that I'm like saying. Oh, that that's not that great, you know. Um, it's in AEW's pay per views. Even if you're not into them, they're always good. Like they're always mm -hmm. good, unless Chris Jericho's wrestling Adam Cole, then they're not so great. See, Issa, anything else you're looking forward to? Uh, the world title picture. You know, I, th I think uh, Swerve, uh, Samoa Joe, Hangman have done a good job with that program. I also think that. I'm very happy that Tony Storm and Diana Parasso are going into this pay-per-view with an actual storyline that has been going yeah. on for a little bit. And it's not just, it's just put the women out there with some random match because we got to put the women out there. If this story has felt organic, at first I was like, oh, we're going to put Diana in the world title picture immediately, but it hasn't felt forced. It's been great. So I'm actually very excited for the women's match because it, it makes sense. And that's something that we don't get all the time from them. And I feel like with big business coming up March 13th, the impending debut of Mercedes Monet, this is going to be perhaps the end of an era in the women's division. I really have hopes that Mercedes is going to help elevate the women's division in AEW when she debuts. We talked about it on Wednesday. It takes more than one person, but it could be the beginning of a turnaround, and I'm hoping that that is exactly what happens. Yeah. Um, Do you see that backstage footage of Sammy Guevara with Tony Khan and Tony's like draft paper 
that he writes out the match builds on and everything. No, I missed that. What was yeah, that? Meltzer and Alvarez were talking about this. Like, people are frustrated that Tony's like changing things all the time. And then this footage came out uh, that was from social media. And it's just like Tony legit just has like a piece of paper where he like scribbles down, like, here's our outline of everything that's going on in AEW. So that's one way to do it. You know, I'm very similar to Tony Khan, except, um, of course, I'm not rich, uh, you know, in that I have a business. I like things off the top of my head. You know, um, I like to create on the fly. But what I have found, and this is going to shock some people, is that preparation, organization, communication, things that those of us who are passionate enough to start businesses aren't necessarily great at, those things actually turn out to be not only important, but crucial. So, you know, hopefully uh, he comes around on it. Yeah. Um, man, I'm looking forward to just to jump back to uh, WWE for a second it's funny that every year i go through the same process of saying ah, i'm not going to pre-order the new wwe game and then we get closer and they reveal the roster talk about the features the stories the modes the the my rise trailer and every year i break down at the last minute and get my pre-order in so i'm really looking forward to when that hits next week yeah, you guys I, excited about the game at all well you know uh this is gonna shock, shock some people but i don't play video games you know, I'm a, I'm a big guy who watches wrestling and enjoys nerd stuff sometimes, but no video games. I got too much to do. Yeah. You say you're going to play it this year? No, I haven't bought it in a while. I don't, I don't know that I'm going to buy this, but if I buy it, I will buy the one with Rhea and Bianca in the cover because that is the only cover I'm willing to acknowledge. It's weird that I play the My GM mode, which technologically you could do on a Commodore 64. It's It's barely even a game. You draft a roster, you build the matches, you build the feuds, you look at attendance and money and star ratings, and it's like so simple. But I get really into that every year for that all sounds fun to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh now now Issa, this might shock you on 2K23 on NXT 2.0, my women's champion was Nikita Lyons on my last season. No, I'm not surprised by that. Yes. It doesn't shock me one bit. <laughs> I mean, I might be interested in starting a Twitter account just to like criticize your every move as a GM, because <laughs> that's kind of what I do, you know. But um, <laughs> you know, I don't know if I'd play, but I definitely do that. I definitely be like, "Why is Glenn opening with this match? It's not going to draw any money. That's terrible." Oh, where's the story, Glenn? Where is it? Yes, and that's you know I wish they would let you do a little more with that with the the story and whatnot there because you just book it but in your head you have to think about this where you're like oh this was so fire when Dakota Kai interrupted this match you can actually watch the simulated matches but I don't have time for that I just click simulate and get my star rating and go on to the next but uh, we got super chat here and then we're gonna get into SmackDown tonight because it was a big one um, yes boy five dollars off topic but got ticks for dune 2 tomorrow i like the first one but has anyone heard of the crazy reviews what should i expect people are hyping up this movie so much i have not seen the first dune yet i'm waiting till dune 2 comes out on home video and i will watch both but the hype for this not since uh like barbenheimer have i seen people so excited about a movie yeah, there are a couple of people in my shop bringing it up today that they went to yeah. see it and they really liked it. So um, it sounds like people are excited for it. I love that because, I don't know, it doesn't feel like movies feel like they used to anymore. So I always love when there's some movie people are hyped about. True, true. Yeah, I'm out um, of the loop on Dune a little bit, but, I mean, he's just right. Like, the, the movie 
magic has been gone since the quarantine, you know, and it hasn't yep. really returned. Everything changed after that. Mm-hmm. Like Madam Webb been. failed to bring it back. You know, and like the moments I had sitting in the theater waiting for Endgame to begin, I don't know if we'll ever do that again. You know, it was, it was a different time. I saw Fast X in theaters, and that was, uh, yeah, I had mixed feelings about the movie Magic of Fast X. Uh, I saw Fast X in theaters, but I take my dad to see all the Fast and the Furious movies. It's like a tradition thing, so I always enjoy it, no matter what. Have I gone back and watched it? No. (laughs) I watched Fast X again. Fast 9, I will never watch again. That's the only Fast and the Furious movie that I have no desire. Like, it was just so dull and boring. You know, um, things really escalated there, didn't it? Like, they were just, like, street racing one oh, day. Yeah. And they were in space in a car, that, yeah. Right. <laughs> then they go to, like, you know, driving into a helicopter. You're like, all right. Then you've got, like, space, you know. I think next uh, will be Vin Diesel as God. Yes. There's only one left. That's it. Fast or so they say. Or so, well, one of the main cast. Uh, Mike Martin saying what we're all thinking, that Issa's hair tonight so on point. It looks good. Thank good. you guys. I got a lot of beach this week, so it's, it's my post beach hair. Nice. Um, okay, let's hop into it. Talk about SmackDown. Yes, let's. So we open with Roman Reigns. All right. Glenn, how many times have we gone over okay. this? All right. Okay. You can do this. We open with Roman Reigns. He comes out glorious, skin glowing. Really you said we open with our tribal chief. That's how you're supposed to say. We open with our tribal chief, Roman Reigns, who came out looking absolutely incredible. He doesn't have to try hard with a three-piece suit or silver Versace shirt. Just the tracksuit, and he still looks as beautiful as ever. Fresh new cuts, thread on the salon. The beard was trimmed. We're getting the grace, which is super sexy, as he slowly makes his way to the ring. You can continue. He asked the crowd to acknowledge him. Multiple times. Yes. He was not satisfied with their acknowledgement. So he was going to leave. So then the rock came out. He fulfilled his control agreement, he said. Yes. Uh, So the rock came out and had words for the audience. uh, Where they were in Arizona. Tempe, I believe. Glendale. Glendale, pardon me. Uh, Near the meth and uh, cocaine capital of America. Yeah. I Googled this and it came out on number six for me. So I don't know what uh, search engine uh, the rock is using. Maybe rocks working off old stats, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. You know, the thing is, is about Roman and I'm sorry, Issa, but it's, it's until the very last moment of this, I felt like, you know, Roman's been definitely damaged by this whole thing and defined down even standing next to the rock in there. He's a little bit shorter you know, he's a little bit quiet, and The Rock has such a magnetism. I'm glad they did the thing at the end because, you know, I was like, dude, Roman is getting big brothered again. Yeah. And there's nothing he can do because The Rock is The Rock, you know? But all they could have done is what they did, which is a creative answer, which is, hey, you have to acknowledge me. And I was sitting at home. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, you know, and so it was... uh like, like it, Roman lost a little luster for me at, at, mm. at for a bit, but I tell you that 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 was a great idea. 
Yeah, he didn't look, lose any love for me. I'm sorry, man, but you don't need to talk. Some people are tryhards and they just talk and they come out and they be like, why you guys want to talk about it? And then talk for 20 minutes. Roman talks with his actions. We got, uh, what was it? 1,279 days of action. You don't need to talk. It's all and, about the and energy. 12 matches. You know? <laughs> yeah, this year. This is three years we're talking about. He just started doing the part-time like a year ago. But that's what everybody wants to throw at them because that's the only comeback that they have. So anyway, Glenn. I did feel like The Rock chachied him a little bit. He did. And that's what made that moment at the end more impactful. They set it up. Mm -hmm. They set it up. It like was exactly that, how it was supposed to go. They actually set that one up and, and it uh, it worked perfectly because, you know, he's like, the, the crowd's not acknowledging me. I'm going to ask him again. I'm not getting what I want. Let's go ahead creatively hit the nose on the head right here, hit the nail on the head and say, let's just address this and then this all relates to the the question, you know, really well done by WWE. I think that, okay, so let me have some real talk for a second here. And, and The Rock, please don't put this in your next Instagram video, the way you did bust it open today. Um, I thought that his Instagram promo had a lot of substance, had a lot of variance and told a really good story. The Rock has a very charismatic presence and he was great on the mic, but dude, like, it felt like there was a lot of placeholder in there that never got changed. It's just like get a thesaurus, um, consult chat GPT, have somebody else do a second pass at it. He kept coming back to cocaine, meth, crack. He called Seth a clown like four times. It was like, just change this up a little bit. Like your delivery is on point, dude, but the substance of this is very repetitive. And I thought that again, the delivery was a level, but the material was kind of B minus for a lot it's of it. It's very hard to. It's very hard to have the delivery that you're expecting from The Rock. I see your point. But The Rock here is just now doing, if you really think about it, just doing the work for Roman. He's been a lackey for Roman because even the stipulation he put into the match for uh, WrestleMania, it benefits Roman. And I feel like The Rock will be a lot more efficient if he was cutting a promo with somebody that's going to go against him. If he was in an actual feud, he's in a weird love triangle <laughs> right now. Sure, so he's sure. trying to do his best. But it's just the the insults like variety. He's stuck in the attitude era. He never traveled back from it, and that's yeah. the problem. Like we we were beyond that, and it's it's your heel one on one from way back in the day. That that's what he yeah. was giving you today, and I don't know that that's fulfilling anymore. Too repetitive. Think, yeah, I think The Rock has shown that sometimes it takes a little bit to adjust to a new character. Mm. You know, when he first came as Hollywood Rock, that did not really work. You know, yeah, and uh, it finally you know came around. And then when he came back against Cena, a lot of that stuff, you know, the team bring it and, and all that stuff didn't necessarily hit the way it, it, it was supposed to. And he had to kind of find the way through it. It's very similar to what happened with Cena because they found a rhythm that was based in reality that wasn't based on what they planned. And it turned out great. And I think that's what we're kind of seeing now. But it might take The Rock a little while to find that voice, to find that tone. Yeah. Right. I love that. That's actually a good point. But uh, my favorite moment was the acknowledgement part. I I feel like, yes, a swerve will come eventually, but it was for Roman Reigns fans, at least, I think it was very enjoyable. And I do think that everybody just audibly gasped when Roman said, you have to acknowledge me just to see how The Rock will react to that. And that's exactly what you want out of this. However, I'm, I'm not falling for it. But the most important part here is the stipulation. Oh, yes. Made. 
We know that Cody Rose called out The Rock for a one-on-one -on -one match in the Grayson Waller effect segment of Elimination Chamber. The Rock came out today and said, no. Shout out to Glenn for being the very first person to predict this at, at Vegas. As soon as he saw what was happening, he said it's going to be a tag match. The Rock has responded and said, I'll take you on the tag match night one. Roman and The Rock versus Cody and said the stipulation. If Cody and Seth wins, no bloodline. Quotation marks, I say. Night two. But if The Rock and Roman win, there will be bloodline rules to the uh, Undisputed Universal Championship match. And I think um, because everything that happened that kind of got lost in the shuffle, this is humongous. Yeah. <laughs> No, it really is. It really, really is. Um, yeah, you know, he said a couple of interesting things there. He said, you know, uh, you said, I'm not buying it. You know, like, it, you know, The Rock has probably sent something up. And you also put quotation marks over the words bloodline because we know Tomatonga's arrived. Oh, we yeah. know um, Jacob Fatu is out there. And we know, um, you know, we, you know, he hasn't been reported as signed or anything, but he's not been reported as signed anywhere. So mm -hmm. uh, you never know. Uh, what's going to happen uh, that way? But there's also I, all bloodline members that could side with Cody. When I do the quotations, I'm also including Sami Zayn or Jay Uso coming in, Kevin ooh. Owens to back up Cody Rhodes. Like this could really be something where you see like a full blown. They try to call it a civil era before bloodline civil era, what civil war. Remember that match? But this could really, if the bloodline happens to be involved, this could really be an all out. You did me wrong, and everybody comes out, and it would be a mess. And at the end, Roman will still win. Yeah, I think Monday I called it the the Avengers. You know, it's it's uh, and that's what will happen if if uh, Cody and Seth lose, which they probably will, and then it's bloodline rules, and then blood, you know, and then who comes out? Maybe even Drew, Sammy, mm. Jay, you know, all these all these different people. Uh, uh, it, it it will be because even Drew with his new belt coming out to say, okay, well. You know, I'm still a champion, and I still I'm gonna get mine against the bloodline a little bit. So you never know. You know what yeah. I love about this, not for nothing, is like I feel all of us have a different scenario in our heads. Because for me, if they lose night one, and you can play a uh, beat up Seth Rollins from doing the tag match, he loses the title opening night two. Seth is the one that turns on Cody, cost Cody the match because Cody costs everything to Seth for Seth trying to be a shield. I feel like there's so many things that you could do that is gonna make that night two main event must watch television. It could go so many ways and it's not like damien priest is not going to be teased or show up or oh, flash a briefcase a little bit that's the cash in i was there at 31 with seth cash in it's probably the most electric moment i've ever been oh to yeah ever in a, in a wrestling match no definitely and i think um the same sides cannot win both nights there's, I mean, Cody doesn't sweep. Cody doesn't win night one and night two. He doesn't win at all. Good. Okay, so wait, you think <laughs> the Rock and Roman win night one and then Roman wins night two. Actually, the bloodline rules makes it more believable, yeah. the win, but then for again... The, for Roman to win on night two. I don't, I, I, I don't see... Yeah. yeah. That would be... Okay, but wait a second. So last year, we had a little bit of bloodline interference. Teensy bit. Uh, causing Cody to lose at Mania. You think they're gonna WWE is gonna follow that up? No, Cody it's, gonna gonna it's gonna be Seth. It's gonna be Seth. It's gonna be his That's own shield good. turning like on him. It's not gonna be the bloodline is gonna get involved. It's gonna be a mess, but it's gonna be uh, somebody that Cody is not ready for. Hmm. 
if Cody, if Seth ends up losing everything, to be a part of a battle that he never had to, he never had to fight in. I, I mean, the set that I fell in love with, <laughs> Matt just brought him up. He ain't no shield for nobody. The set that I love is, is the jerk. Because, however, if, let's say that my scenario is what plays out, whoever caused Cody that, if it's not a bloodline person, needs to be ready to take all the heat in the world. And Seth has already been there when he broke up the shield. He's perfect. So, Matt, how would you feel about that? And Cody loses again at WrestleMania. Well, in the words of The Rock, it doesn't matter how I feel. <laughs> like, I believe for non-storyline reasons that Cody Rhodes is not going to win. I, I believe that with all my heart. Because it's kind of what Issa was alluding to earlier about how, why did he win the Rumble? And you're like, there's some confusion there. I believe there is a, just my opinion is that there's some, there's not, there's different viewpoints within the WWE about Cody Rhodes. And the people who had the viewpoint have the viewpoint that um you know he should win they've been running the company and the people that have the viewpoint that maybe he shouldn't win are now running the company so yeah. i i just don't think they believe in cody rhodes we saw what happened last year we saw what happened at the, uh with the them bringing the rock in and if they don't believe in him where they like that i don't think they're letting him leave uh that with the title especially getting a little rub from the rock and roman that's too much for someone that they, they don't believe in that I think they should. I also think that because the story feels like such a big deal and I will try to take away my Roman crazy fandom for one second. I personally, and this is me and I might be biased. I am biased. I am biased. Okay. But I feel like the story should come to a finish in a real legitimate field. This whole I'm going to win the Rumble. And fail. He's doing the same thing he did last year and he failed. I want to see a different story being told for that to finally happen. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. I, I know that I joke about it, like the whole definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting the same result. He's literally trying to get to finish his story with the same round he took last year, and it didn't work out for him. I want to see an actual feud between Cody and Roman or, or something different, something more personal. Winning a Rumble and going on to, to WrestleMania doesn't feel like it's a real feud. I mean, they're making it feel that way, but they were forcing to it, right? Because of the whole rock and how everything fell apart. It has felt a little bit better than what it felt last year. But I just, I, I feel like the moment should feel like a bigger deal whenever mm. it is that it happens. If it ever happens. <laughs> I will respect the conviction WWE has if Cody loses again at WrestleMania. That will just be an amazing, like, sticking to their guns. Well, in Philadelphia, no less. Yeah. Um, you know, they, there's some bad history with fans turning on events in Philadelphia uh, for WWE. And <laughs> I think it would be a shame. Um, I know Issa loves Roman and Issa wants a different story. But for me, it's Cody's time. The real story of Cody Rhodes, which people know because everybody's on the, everybody's on the internet now. Everybody's on Wikipedia now. Everybody knows that Cody left and started a company. Everybody knows that Cody was stardust. Everybody knows that, you know, he was, you know, mate could have won last year and then narratively lost. And everybody's seen what Cody's been doing, man. He's doing gender reveals. He's buying entire classes of kids, tickets to mania. He's uh, picking up little boys who are crying at the events. He's, Changing flat tires in the parking lot. I think he, he helped birth a baby um, at a house show. I think he delivered a baby. Um, he's doing everything. So, um, you know, he's Cody's like, relax, get some towels, 
<laughs> Cody's like the kid that really wants to get elected class president. And yeah. it's just like, we need tutoring. You need like somebody to carry your books. Like, yeah. what I do you need? I'm going to shove my baby back in there. And I'll be like, You're not helping me. If I, if I want my gender reveal window by Roman Reigns and this tryhard comes in and give, be like, give me the envelope, I'll be like, not you. <laughs> Listen, Cody, the person is a great person. I think he does incredible things. Cody, what we give us on TV to some people, it's just a crybaby. It does come so, out that way. It's the same thing. He hasn't had any character development up to this point. He's the same guy that showed up two years ago. Yeah, so, but it is working, yeah. though. You know, like, Cody's getting great responses, and um, I think people want to see him in that position. And uh, his character, true, he hasn't really had changed, but he really hasn't had to change that much, you know? Um, we'll see what happens, but... Man, I don't know, man. I, I, I like I will we will agree on that. I don't see him walking out of the mania with that belt. Okay. No, I'm curious to see how it all uh goes. But it's fascinating, I'll tell you that much. Oh yeah. I mean the the story behind the story is uh wonderful, right? I mean it's yeah, it's like what is gonna happen is um this is a great thing to speculate speculate on. So um, so this promo ended tonight where The Rock went to do a few smell, and then Roman was like, yo, before you do that, I need you to acknowledge me. And The Rock acknowledged Roman Reigns as the, the tribal chief. It's very interesting. Yeah, right. And then Roman... Would have been kicked out of the family if you did. Yeah. And then Roman finished and said, you know, if you smell it, the bloodline is cooking. So there it's is a, a little bit moment. more... It will live in my head rent-free, even though... There will be a turn eventually, but that was it was yeah. awesome. They were power sharing tonight. They were they were saying that you know what we're gonna this is gonna, this is a two player game. We're gonna share the remote and democratically decide what we're gonna watch on TV tonight. It's a beautiful moment between cousins. Yeah, and, and, and watching TV, they're gonna pick what show Taramana they're gonna do. He has a couple of multiple terms. They're watching TV. They're watching TV. <laughs> it, it was um, a great a great moment and. As a plot line device, it's a very cool, uh, like, open-ended thing that I don't know if they're 100% sure where it's going, but they said, what bad thing could happen if we have The Rock? Okay, well, it, it, you know, um, it, you know, acknowledge the chief, and it could go this way, go that way, go this way, and they're not really painted in any corner, which creatively is a smart choice and has worked for WWE in the recent past. Yeah. This was cool. This was the first 40 minutes of the show. Um, I didn't mind the time. I was a lot of people mm. minding the time. I didn't mind at all. 40 minutes, I was entertained. I, at no Me point cool. was I like, this sucked, or I was bored, or whatever. I'm fine. Same. I didn't mind the time at all. And next week, uh, they're going to be there again. Cody's going to respond either Monday or Friday. I think Cody's going to be there next Friday. So, Seth, Cody versus Roman and the Rock, night one. If they win, no bloodline night two. If they lose, bloodline rules for Cody versus Roman night two of Mania. Um, you're going to start hearing the term co-main event being tossed around soon. Specifically, probably about Becky versus Rhea night one. Maybe Seth versus Drew night two. Maybe Bailey versus Io night two. Uh, but yeah, we know that this tag match is main eventing night one and Cody versus Roman is main eventing night two. And with that, Roman will be the... Uh, WWE person with the most WrestleMania main events in history. If he main evented just night two, he would have been tying the record. But now, if he gets both nights, mm. we are breaking a record. That's what he does every day. You know, uh, I've been always said that if there's two main events, there's no main events, right? 
Yeah, mm. two night is an exception, right? Because there's a main event each night. But night two is the match, though. We all know that. <laughs> it, every you know, it's it, it is about as all about day two in this recent history of two uh, WrestleManias. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of a big deal. You know, mm-hmm. does does he headline night two? And but you're going to hear co-main events, but if there's two two main events, there's no there's no main event. Mm. And this year, it just so happens this is the hot feud. It's not about fairness or equality, because I in in, in every situation would say, hey, let's put everybody on the same area. But right now, there's one feud, one group of people that are dominating the ratings, dominating the talk. It's the bloodline, Seth, Cody Rhodes. That's who should main event. Yeah. Um. So, oh, also, Solo Sokoa might be singing the national anthem. That was so they, funny. If they win the tag match night one. Because the bloodline is going to apparently take over all of WrestleMania night two. I hear he sings like Whitney. Solo looked like, like, dude, what? I don't do that in front of people. Like, he just had this look that was so good tonight during this uh it was fun it was a very fun segment but please get some synonyms for clown rock when you're dissing seth yes come stupid up with some other mime. stuff ah <laughs> <sighs> we'll workshop we'll workshop some uh some new insults for uh the rock to call seth let's talk about what happened after this which was uh australia's sweetheart tiffany stratton who was so massively over at Elimination Chamber. And tonight, Crab still seemed really into her. Her and Naomi had to follow this opening segment. Matt, how do you think they did? I thought they did good. You know, it's one of these things. I think people, uh, and you can understand it, you know, they're saying, well, Naomi came back, she's losing. I think Naomi is coming back to the exact same spot she left in, which is not a bad spot. It's not the top spot. It touches the top spot once in a while. But I don't know what the heck's going on with this Tiffany Stratton girl. This girl was signed by WWE two and a half years ago, August. Uh, th- it would be three years in August. Uh, as someone who didn't really watch wrestling, um, didn't really want to be a wrestler, was a gymnast, you know, had her first uh, match just over two years ago. And something happened in that elimination chamber where she just got beat up a bit, went a bit crazy, and now she is unstoppable. 24 years old, everything WWE wanted Austin Theory to be, she <laughs> is. She is fantastic. And gets it on a very high level. And I, we're going to be like two years from now, it's going to be crazy that she's, she's 24 and she's really good. Yeah. Issa, what'd you think of this? Yeah, I thought they had a solid match. They have very good chemistry. Um, being a big fan of Tiffany since the beginning, and it's just been so much fun to watch her developing it better and better. I don't have a problem with what they're doing with Naomi right now. I'm just keeping an eye of it. I love the way that you put it, saying she came back to the spot she was in because it does feel that way. Um, but yeah, if you got to strike while the iron is hot, and Tiffany seems to be very over the, the elimination chamber, keep going, the momentum. Uh, I always use this example, but I do feel like the way that Puerto Rico responded to EO really turned things around for her and it really started a momentum. And I think that you can take advantage from that, from the way that people react and seeing that and see if you can carry that momentum elsewhere and it works. So, yeah, I think it was great. And it's just been so much fun to watch Tiffany and, and to see her grow and get even better at what she does. Like you said, she's going to be something special and we're all getting to watch it from the beginning. That amazing slash legendary Puerto Rico show, you know, had a lasting 
permanent effect on Zelina's career. Zelina yeah. is in a different position now, seen differently forever because of one crowd mm-hmm. seeing something in her. I would say maybe even like the British cloud crowd with Bailey singing her song mm. that many years ago. She's been seen differently ever since. It just takes one crowd to get somebody in one way and it can have a permanent effect. Well, I think if history has shown us anything, whether it's in excess, Kylie Minogue, Natalie Imbruglia, or the movie Crocodile Dundee, where Australia goes, America follows. And Tiffany Stratton has now got the rocket on her back in WWE. That was, uh, there was some tenuous connections, but good job. I'll take it. Yeah. We're going to skip Yahoo Serious because that one didn't quite, Young Einstein didn't really connect. But, uh, you know, mo- for the most part, Australia makes the taste in America. Uh, but no, I think that, you know, both her and Grayson Waller looked like a million bucks. I mean, Rhea already did, but uh, Grayson and Tiffany like benefited so greatly from Elimination Chamber. And this was a great match with Naomi tonight. I think they're going to keep this program going between the two of them. Um, I'll be very curious to see if this is something that happens in Mania. Um, but Tiffany, is I think as of right now, it's gonna be Tiffany and Bianca. I mean, I, I so. know we didn't see that interaction tonight, but I think that's where they're going with that based on that press conference in Australia. That's how mm. it felt like to me, yeah. And and you know, um, uh, Tiffany did herself a lot of favors in, in Australia. I feel I don't know if it's gonna be Naomi, but it seems to me like Naomi and Tiffany Stratton should be the, the match that goes around the loop that they do every yeah. house show just to get Tiffany there. Naomi is that perfect. She's falling into that Natalia-type position where she can show you the ropes. She can show you how to work. She can show you all the stuff you need to know. Let's work with Naomi for a few months on every house show and watch what Tiffany does. How much better must the money and the perks be for Naomi, who six weeks ago was a champion in TNA Impact, to then be like, no, I want to go to WWE and uh, take some L's and help develop a new superstar a hundred times better like <laughs> it's a hundred times better there's i mean how many people impact if if wb came to them and said you can come here impact will let you out of your contract you can come here how many would say no yeah i don't know very i don't know few, very few wbe is an aw2 uh, as a work environment pay travel everything fame everything is it's 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 multiples in WWE that it is an impact. Yeah, you guys know people. Nobody tells me anything. Like, does Impact have catering? They do. They do. Okay. Yeah, because they have long tapings. That's true. I mean, and but is it, it like catering, or is it like we sent out for like Dave's Hot Chicken? Now that I don't know, yeah. but WWE catering is awesome. <laughs> it is great. We also have uh, on good authority that NXT catering. No slouch either in that department. Dude, they don't mess around. I, I, I bet Tony Khan catering is good too. Mm. I don't know for a fact, but I mean, it's not like he's like, no, that's too expensive, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to ponder. It's just lobsters uh, and caviar <laughs> every meal at AW. I'm sure. Well, okay, so let's talk about this. This on any other show would have been like the biggest thing, but the Kabuki Warriors with Theo Sky took on Bailey and Dakota Kai. And as predicted, Dakota Kai faked the attack on herself last week and um, jumped back from the ring in a weird mimicking of what the way Bailey turned on Sasha Banks. Same jump back. Um, Dakota Kai's throwing in with uh, the rest of damage control, and now they're all against Bailey. Uh, so man, it's a shame Mercedes 
couldn't come out and make the save because that would have been a hell of a mania match. Um, but Issa, what do you think of this this turn that everybody saw coming? I feel like as predictable as it was, it still stung a little. It still it still made an impact. It was like it was that moment when Dakota proves us right, but we were all the disappointed parents. I'm not mad at you. I'm disappointed. That's exactly <laughs> how I feel. And you know, that's the worst line you could be hit with. But yeah, it was predictable. Uh, but it, it, it's taking the story where it needs to go. And I still found it impactful, even though I saw it come. What makes the predictable enjoyable, right, is performance. Mm-hmm. Bailey has been fantastic in this role. Someone who's just been just working overtime, trying to get the crowd to, to boo her and succeeding quite often you know, is, is, has really turned on the facial expressions, the talking, everything from this, this plot line, this storyline, which obviously was probably leading to a four horse women thing when they had inroads with Sasha and yeah. Charlotte was healthy. What oh, else yeah. are you going to do with these four? That's what was going to happen. And now Bailey's got to carry this whole thing. And guess what? It works, and Bailey is is a sympathetic figure, and also has an undercurrent of being beloved. So I think it's worked out great for him, even though he lost out four horsewomen feud. Yeah. Now I'll tell you, if we'd had the four horsewomen feud, whether it was a tag match or a fatal four way, and that didn't main event night one, I would be free. I would put the Cody crybabies to shame. With they, my response to that. They wouldn't need it because you imagine Sasha doing a rescue and last yeah. is like Charlotte doing a rescue or something. Oh, my God. Like the place would actually Sasha would be last. You know, yeah. that'd be like, oh, it's four on three. Sasha shows up at Elimination Chamber. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That would headline. That would headline for sure. Yeah. Uh, but this was good. I'm excited to see where it goes. And then Braun Breaker squashed Zion Quinn in less than the time it took me to say that sentence. Uh, Issa's busy, so I'll talk. Um, she's I, uh, Braun Breaker, you know, is exactly how you want to debut somebody, but he's pulling it off. It's not kind of this force thing like we saw a little bit with Ryback. He is just killing people out there. I look for him to either be against Gunther or be part of a multi-man against Gunther at uh, WrestleMania. He's obviously, he looks great. He's he's yeah. he's, he's, he's main card ready. Absolutely. Com- comical funny. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. We talk about the difference in squash matches. This was effective. I loved everything about it. I thought it was great. Um, backstage, Nick Aldis was uh, going to talk to Jade Cargill. So. Terrible GM. Terrible GM. Yeah, I still think it could be Jade versus uh, Bianca. And Mania. I don't know. Maybe. I, don't know. I think. I think maybe Jade should wait. Like I because they haven't done anything yet. I know. So anything we do is going to be an exhibition where she better come off like Braun Breaker, or it's going to be kind of some kind of forced feud like Bianca. Like, hey, well, these two would look good together in the ring. Let's put them in there. You know that it it might work because Bianca's freaking awesome, but I think just let's just um let's debut her the day after WrestleMania. Okay, we'll see. Um, again, this would have been major news on any other. I mean, it's still major news, but this would have been uh, the high point of the night: Santos Escobar versus Carlito in a street fight. Uh, LWO got involved. Los Lobos Locos got involved. Yes, they did. Um, hope they're they contain themselves on that full moon this past weekend. 
Um, <laughs> but the big news is that Rey Mysterio is back. Booyaka. And cleared. Came out on crutches. It was like, oh, he's probably not cleared yet. And then throwing the crutches, beating people with the crutches and hitting the 619. So I think we're getting Rey versus Santos at Mania. One of the oldest tricks in the book, but it still works. <laughs> He said, you should just walk around with crutches in day-to-day life, just so that way, if you need to get into a fight, you can just throw the crutches down and, you know, be like, I'm good to, I'm good to go, you know? Uh, I actually really like this match. I like seeing uh, Carlito get the win here. Yeah. Uh, because I was like, you know, they, they haven't really done much of Carlito since that no. amazing pop he got at his return. So this felt good. You have uh, you have Ray back. LWO feels together again. I still think that Carlito will turn on Ray eventually, but I think we're going to do the San- Santos Escobar versus Ray Mysterio first, but I still think that's coming. Matt, do you think LWO needed Ray back at this point? Yeah, I mean, you know, because Joaquin and uh, the other fella are always treated uh, as inferior to Humberto and Angel Garza, you know, and um, Ray immediately bolsters him up. But what's more important is the fans were really, really into this. And, oh, yeah. I mean, just it was a great segment. Another long-term mid-card feud, you know, and uh, they're taking care of the plot lines at the top all the way through the bottom. And the more I think about it, you know, the SmackDown kind of ruled. Yeah. They, they had to cram a lot into the second half. It was half a good snack, though. I was yeah. quite entertained to watch the entire You show. got the Bailey thing. You got the Santos thing. You oh, got yeah. the Rock asking, uh, telling Roman Reigns he's the tribal chief. Oh, what? Crazy. What? I'm going to fall asleep with that on a loop tonight. If he just could have varied up the insults for Seth, I would have been so much more satisfied. You bozo. <laughs> you you clown emoji you you clown like dude like something anything else anything else um okay so let's uh yeah carlito won good for him ray ray's back i'm curious to see where this goes the lwo needs this the lwo a year ago was so hot in the wwe or coming out of mania especially uh backlash let's put the name of the lwo on a t-shirt Hanging above a ladder and have a four on four match at me. Oh, for the legacy. Yes. I love that. Do you think this feud ends and they just come together and it's the legato LWO? It's too many. Let's I know. Not. Yeah. I know. It'd be, it'd be weird. It could um, be legato world order, then it can still be LWO. Yeah. Through Issa, then your tattoo is still 100% valid. Two meanings. Um, so after that, we had New Catch Republic, everybody's favorite name for a tag team, asking Nick Aldis for another shot at Judgment Day. They came off bad here. Yes. Um, uh, Tyler Bay came off whiny, and Pete Dunn came off, uh, you know, not really effective at all. It seems like, uh, you know, it's like instead of being like, you know, assertive, they were kind of like, oh, come on, man, give us a shot. You know, we did it. But it should have been just like we're fearsome dudes because they can pull that off. You know, uh, Tyler Bate hasn't had a ton of experience on the main roster. Uh, I think there's still a lot of room left for this tag team. Again, with the tag team championships, I probably look for a multi-man or awesome truth at Mania. If it's a multi-man, that'd be a good way of getting Sami Zayn in because maybe him and Kevin can team together and be part of the tag team match. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
this is the problem though when you build a tag team to a championship match and then they lose it's just kind of like okay now you kind of lost your your credit momentum it's very hard to keep that second attempt credible um we also saw la Knight looking for aj styles backstage la Knight had a chair are you interested in this feud at all i mean i'm interested did, did aj make it back or did he fall off the earth he made it back, but Nick, <laughs> Nick Aldis said, I told him not to be here. What kind of GM is that? Uh, when AJ went to Australia, did he discover the world was round? I mean, he was on a plane. He saw the horizon, but he might think that was an effect of the plane window. Maybe like there was like little pictures on the, <laughs> on the windows, you know? <laughs> so he thinks, oh, it's fake. It's a conspiracy. We don't that know. Is a lot, that is, I mean, I'll do a lot of things for spite. I will. <laughs> I'll do more. I would. Spike. I will go to Australia to kick somebody's butt that I, probably, I have beef with. Oh, I would do it in a heartbeat. I would probably do that, and I probably wouldn't fly to Australia to see the love of my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, same. That's, I don't know why. Thank I know you. it's wrong, but I'd be on there tomorrow if I knew I could take care of some business. Uh, welcome to the petty yeah. club. I would do that too. I respect the pettiness for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, this feud is going to continue. We'll see what happens in their build towards potentially a mania match. But then uh, backstage, Randy Orton was fed up with Grayson Waller and Austin Theory. And we had this main event of Austin Theory versus Randy Orton with Kevin Owens on commentary. Do, Matt, what do you think? When you have someone like KO on commentary, do you find it harder? And I'm not saying this was a bad match, but do you find it a little bit harder to pay attention to the match because Kevin is so... Dynamic. He was doing like podcast style ads for Progressive tonight. Like he's so involved and so charismatic that it really becomes part of the the pun, the KO show. It depends on his intent. When Kevin Owens' intent is towards the match, towards the feud, towards what's going on, he's great on that commentary. Mm -hmm. You know, and this might not have been the time for the lighthearted thing because we're trying to sell some stuff that's a little bit more serious, but. You know, a little bit of fun by the commentary table never hurt anybody. Yeah. Issa, what did you think of the match itself? Oh, my God, that RKO. Yeah, and they repeated it on slow motion. It's beautiful. So beautiful. Uh, I like the match. I thought it was great. I think Kevin Owens was on commentary to make sure that we would stop staring at Randy Orton's legs. Hmm. So he would say something, and then it would help people stop staring at Randy Orton's legs. That man saw Drew McIntyre on TV and said, you know, I need to, I need to put on some weight. Because Orton is huge. He is as big as I think he's ever been. And just a point about Orton that I think is interesting. I don't think Orton is ever going to be the guy to hang around too long. I also don't think he's going to be the guy who does the big goodbye. I think one day Orton's just going to stop wrestling. And, wow. And, and I think that he's wrestling a lot like that guy. He's wrestling a lot like he's doing things he wouldn't normally do taking risks he wouldn't normally take. He seems to be having a lot of fun out there. He's having, I said, I, I love that you brought that up. Elimination Chamber, I'm watching him, I'm like, man, Randy's having a blast. That RKO, Logan Paul, the way that, it was just a normal RKO, the camera angle really helped it, but it was just like, you could just tell this guy's just having a blast out there. And uh, I, maybe, Matt, to your point, we thought he might have been done. That back stuff that he went through was scary. So maybe now he's like, I'm going to go out on my terms and I'm going to do what I want. But I agree with you. I don't know that Randy will do the big run retirement like, tour thing. And this is the guy who's known for being happy. 
you know, at, at his inner ring. At his best, he was a guy who liked doing his job the best that he could do it, very detail-oriented, very serious about his job. That's the best you heard. You never heard this. This is a guy who loves wrestling. And now he seems like a guy who loves wrestling. He seems like he's got a lot of perspective. And he is, you know, one back injury away from maybe not wanting to wrestle anymore. So I think we should enjoy him while we have him. And I do like this version of Randy Orton. Yeah. No, this was a really fun closing match. What was a really strong show, or again, they crammed a lot into the second half of this show tonight. A remarkable amount. They had to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was very entertained throughout the entire show. It, it never slowed down. Yeah. Well, let's... Uh... Let's talk about a few other things in the world of wrestling before we uh, wrap this up. Isa, guess what I watched last night? What? I watched many episodes of Level Up on uh, Hulu. WWE NXT Level Up. Finally, I did it! Good for you. Matt, have you watched Level Up? No, I don't even watch NXT. Like, NXT broke my heart when they went to 2.0. And it's been very hard to go back because those first shows. It's so good. Yeah, so first, good. Oh, yeah, that's not for me. Um, Tony D'Angelo, the Don of NXT, does not do it for you? You know, as much as, you know, one might enjoy uh, ethnic stereotypes, um, <laughs> and, and they have a lot on there. Like, they have a lot, you know. Uh, you know it's, it's not really for me. I've enjoyed Braun Breaker. I like my buddy. Uh, Robert Stone on there when when I watch. Oh yeah, that's but right. But I never seen a, a Level Up. So let me. Ask you know, you know Robert Stone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the first podcasts I ever did. I know what you're thinking. I know. I know. I know. I know. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so we got to talk about this. So you haven't watched this, but they're doing all these vignettes no, with no, Robert no, no, Stone. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. What? Matt, do you personally know Robert Stone? <laughs> I do. I do. Are though are those his kids? They are definitely his kids. Are you sure they, they didn't have? Like you can't set it up and say we don't know. You have to ask, and that way you get the legit answer. Okay, but there, Robbie, like, there was no IVF. There was no donor used. No. There was no no because his wife is um. What's his wife's name? She's a wrestler too. I forget. I'm um, not saying. I think his wife's involved, but yeah. I just don't know. But Robbie's father. He's been putting those kids in front of cameras on Facebook. You know, Robbie was a hustler when he was Robbie E. Oh, yeah. He yeah, would always be on social media. And he's been putting those kids on Facebook since they were like since a month before, old. He used to do exercises with them. Yeah, but so, how long has Von Wagner been These kids have been around since before he met Von Wagner. Now, Von could have been the donor. Oh, maybe that's no, why Von joined I NXT know, was I'm, to reconnect. I'm you know what? I think they're Robbie's kids. Okay, Matt, so if you watch these vignettes with Von Wagner hanging out with Robert and the kids. I've seen a couple of them, yeah. Yeah, it looks like Von Wagner's kids. Yeah, I promise. <laughs> that, that's a funny That's a funny <laughs> thing. That's a funny thing. No, yeah, I mean, I, like, they, and they act like Von, too. Like, it's really crazy. I guarantee his kids have a bigger vocabulary than he does, though. I will say that much. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. I love how Glenn we're gonna split up the question. No, you ask, and then we get into it because otherwise you might get an iffy answer. Okay, but in kayfabe, these are Von Wagner's kids, and nothing's I gonna change so. my mind. Is that is that what we're saying? Is no, that that's not what they're doing on NXT. But that's what I take from these segments. I think you think we. I think sometimes us fans think about these things more than uh, the writers do, especially like a lot of the elite fans and stuff. They have like this whole fictionalized account of things that. That never really happened. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, so, you know what I say? Have fun. Have fun with it. Well, speaking of which, uh, Issa, Stevie Turner was on NXT Level Up. And I'm just like, why can't Stevie? Because she's still doing the hacker thing. Is she still thing. a streamer? 
yeah, she's still like a streamer hacker. Why can't she hack into the NXT rundown and give herself a women's title match or something? You know, it doesn't make sense. But I want to tell everybody, okay, so if you don't watch Level Up, you got to watch Javon Evans on Level Up because this dude is an absolute future superstar. Like, he's very athletic, massively over with the crowd. He had his first match a few weeks ago. He's got another match tonight. Like, I highly, highly, highly recommend checking out Level Up and checking him out. Um, yeah, Level Up was good. So the problem with Level Up is they start with a match or two, and then they give you, like, a Cody-Drew match from Raw, you know? So you essentially watch the first 15 minutes of the show, and you skip ahead 40 minutes, and then watch the last match, and then it's over. I can't do it, Glenn. Hey, I watch wrestling on Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays. Said, how much Tomorrow wrestling? I'm at an event. Sunday I'm gonna watch Revolution. I can't. I can't. I don't. It's 20 minutes of wrestling. How much wrestling is too much wrestling, though? You know, like I, you know, I always uh, at if you ever go to a Mania weekend, there's a point in time where I'm like, I can't yeah. do anything. Oh, I was talking. Oh, I love that you brought that up because the other day I was talking about my experiences, and I and I don't. I've done a few Mania weekends. And I was like telling people, if I'm a promoter, I will book my show on Thursday when people are getting mm. there and they're still hyped because by Saturday, I don't want, by Sunday, I just went to media. <laughs> no tailgating, no, I was beat up. I'm like, and, and, and the two nights is a blessing and a curse because there's more going on. By the time you get to that Sunday, by the time you get to that Raw after Mania, that was one night, it was a little bit different because it was a little bit of a break in between and all that. And if you're doing media, Last year, for example, for us, not only did I do all the shows on the side plus all WWE things, but we had two days of junkets. It's not one day, it's two days of energy. You have like three, four community events because it's WrestleMania, oh, they yeah. do more. Like it is, it, it, yeah, I'm with you. By Sunday, I've had it. You know what I mean? But when I first get there, that Wednesday night, Thursday night, oh, I'm ready to watch anything. So I yeah. always tell promoters, book your shows mm. early in the week. Book a show on midnight on Friday. Like right after Hall of Fame, everybody's still hyped. You gotta do that WrestleMania. Like everybody's so excited. They did that. GCW does that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Joey did but, that. But uh, yeah. yeah, the collective, they always have a show. Somehow there's always something going on at the collective, no matter what time or day it is. If you haven't been out there, guys, to a WrestleMania weekend, I've been to so many with my son. You go out on, I would agree, a Wednesday, you know, yeah. um, taking a WrestleCon super show because they're just a lot of fun. Hit some GCW, maybe see a random impact or crossover Ring of Honor show. Hit the WWE stuff. It's especially with a kid, it's something you'll never forget. We've, yeah, my god, I think we've been to six, you know, seven. Uh, it is just an amazing time. And we're going, uh, my 21 year old now is going with me to a revolution, so we're putting the crew back together, you know. I love nice. that. I love that. My nephew is coming with me to this mania. The rock involvement actually got him really interested. I always tell people. My nephew's the one who got me into it, and he stopped watching. And now I cover it. It's weird how life works. But now, with the rock being involved, he's like, "Hey, you might if I just uh, hang out with you for WrestleMania weekend." I'm like, "Oh, oh, now you want to come?" He went to the Rumble with me as well. But it's fun to that. And, and now they're doing WWE World, which WWE mm -hmm. stopped doing Access for a couple of years there. And mm -hmm. I, I always thought that Access was such a fun part of WrestleMania weekend. So I'm super excited. I don't, we don't know what to expect, but I'm assuming it's going to be like a, like a, like a bougied up access based on what they're, you know, advertising. Um, so I'm excited for that as well, because I, I did miss the access experience. But access did like get, you know, someone with a kid who's had, who went, had to go, Very expensive. went to access it, that, but it also got, 
just too crowded and not as mm-hmm. fun. The first, like, I remember the first year we went in 30, there was an NXT ring and, like, nobody was around. Yeah, yeah, they, were just yeah. they did the NXT ring and all the then, way to 35. But then by the time it was 35, man, it oh, was yeah. just so many people. You'd wait. If you're waiting in line to meet somebody, that's okay. what you're doing that day. You know? Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, You have to be, like, like you have to be so, I, I, at least now they have the, well, it's the same thing, but you have to be very strategic about which night you will go. You know, like I've always liked NXT, so I remember the first few years, if you went during Hall of Fame, they would put all yeah. the NXT people in access. So Miss Hall of Fame, go to access, you'll meet everybody. Like I met Asuka, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, like, you know, Bailey, because I went Hall of Fame night. So they had all the NXT people at access. So it, it, you had to be very strategic here. We don't have a schedule. The one thing I did like about Access is if you wanted to meet a specific or do a specific yeah. VIP signing, there was it was very it was expensive, but it was very organized. Or uh, as far as hey, you want to meet Roman Reigns, gonna cost you a hundred bucks, eleven to one. Here's the line, boom, and you have access to everything else. Blah blah blah. Now here they're saying there will be superstar meet and greet, but they're not saying. Yeah, like, and this is the kind of thing this world thing or Access, which is a great icebreaker for your wrestling trips. If you haven't done a lot of wrestling trips, you have kids, this is a fun thing where you get to see some people. Even you go, oh, look over there, there's, you know, so-and-so, you know. Uh, it's a great way to get kind of get involved uh, from being, uh, in, as you become a traveling, a crazy traveling wrestling fan. Yeah, and I love the free meet and greets for the kids because the kids are just excited to meet a oh, wrestler. Yeah. And they do, they've been doing them at the superstores for the, for the big shows. And I always see a pretty good turnout. So I'm assuming uh, World's going to do great. But to back to the beginning, the, WrestleMania will show you that there is too much wrestling. And you are hyped as a wrestling fan. You're going there to see wrestling. Oh, yeah. It's the biggest wrestling weekend of the year. You do get burnout after a certain after a certain few days. Yeah, I think Philly will be okay because I think everything will be compacted in an area like New Orleans yeah. is. Like yeah. LA was so spread out and Dallas. Well, it was the worst. Yeah. Dallas is ridiculous. Yeah. I, like the, the stadium's not even in Dallas. It's in Arlington. LA, I spent 150 bucks getting an Uber back from yeah. uh, the the venue, uh, you know, for WrestleMania. Yeah. And it wasn't even an Uber. It was just a dude in a car. <laughs> we'll see. It's like that's a little over a month away. So it's I very think there's exciting. still going to be a little bit uh, in Philly because I'm assuming we all know that it's going to be more towards the convention center, which is yeah. downtown. The good thing about it is if you're going to like, the one thing that's going to work out for WWE this year is you can do stand and deliver in Mania because you just got to cross the street to get from one yeah. arena to the other. They have all the stadiums in this one complex. You can stop at Xfinity Center and eat a night cheese like a Geno's and then get to Mania. Uh, I miss stand and deliver at a lane down because they were completely far opposite from each other. If you have any compromise, if you want to tell them, you're not going to make it. So they kind of put you in a position where you have to pick one or the other. This year, I think people will be able to do both. You know, compared to a lot of towns we've been to for WrestleMania, San Francisco, Orlando, there's not a whole lot to do in Philly compared to no. L.A. And so you're going to be watching some wrestling. Yeah, you go to yeah. Geno's, sure. Pat's. You know? and then, or Pat's, right? Either one. And you'll um, maybe... Run the stairs. That's it. Rocky you know? Steps, yeah. There's yeah. Rocky Steps. And, and those things are like, you know, not that far away from each other, you know? it's, it's uh, uh, it'll, Yeah. It'll hopefully be a good time for everybody. I'm still yeah. undecided whether I'm going or not. There you go. Um, cool. Well, let's wrap it up for tonight. Everybody have a great weekend. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have fun at Revolution, man. It's going to oh, be yeah. a very show to attend live. It's so going to be a blast. It. You know, there weren't any comps available. 
Not that I would ask, but I heard there was no comps available. But wow. I ended up with lower bowl seats, row A. Nice. Aisle, which for a big guy nice. is like gold. So, oh, hard camera side, too. Oh, well, there you go. Ramp. So, you know, you'll definitely see me on TV. But for me, that's as good as the event is getting good tickets at a good price. That's the yeah. best part. Oh, my God. I got last minute tickets to see New Edition uh, Wednesday night. Opening night their Vegas residency. Dude, but they were sold out. People were reselling them for like a thousand bucks a pop. I went on. I was like, because I know from the concert business, they release the guest list holds. Once they have the final guest list, they release anything unsold. So I got Ticketmaster face value tickets oh. for third row orchestra center like the day before when the guest list hold came off. So we're talking yeah. Gil, Brown, Bivens, the whole deal? Oh, yeah. All six, man. All wow. six. And it was relentless. That's amazing, though. Hit after hit after hit after hit. Bobby's out there doing my prerogative into Belle Biv DeVoe oh. Poison, into my te Mr. Telephone Man. Johnny Gill's coming out to and rub you the right way. Like, it was nonstop. Every little last step minute, I take. Yeah. Last minute tickets is such a gamble, but when you yes. hit, it's literally oh like hitting God. a jackpot. I remember heading down, because I lived in New York City at that time, and I remember driving down to Philly, Royal Rumble 2018, and mm. I was like, I'm going to go sit at Gino's. Then I'm going to go to Xfinity because I knew all the wrestling fans were going to be there. I'm going to hang out. And I'm just going to wait. And oh, that yeah. I did. And I ended up getting incredible tickets for about $50 each. Like yeah. literally at the doors were opening. And that was sold out show. Um, so, yeah, you have the last minute tickets. But you also have the resellers. They haven't sold yeah, that stuff starting to lower when it's like That's you only have. Because they only have like half hour. The website's uh -huh. going to take them down. So, but but it's a gamble. I never recommend if it's a show, if it's a must watch show for you, I recommend you try to get your tickets before you do the trip and all that. But if it's something that is right next to you, you can, you know, it is it is fun though. The last minute ticket game is fun. It's, it's like gambling, and when you hit, it's, it's a high because it's, it's fun. That's <laughs> something you got to get used to to yeah. do. You know, like yeah. Uh, um, I've done it a lot, you know, the gamble and being a, and matter of fact, you know, I know they have these um, websites now where you can upgrade your seat, but before that I was in Barclays in the upper deck and oh, the God. show hasn't started yet. And I bought StubHub tickets for the lower deck because I hated it yeah. so much. They were like oh, 50 Barclays bucks. Barclays has the worst upper deck. It's like worst. the steepest that I've been ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Worst. So I just like, I think they were like 50, 60 bucks a piece. We got killer killer seats and literally we just walked down with our new oh, yeah. tickets you know yeah and, um, I that too. <laughs> it is an adventure like i oh, know yeah. my way around some stub hub vivid ticket master oh, yeah. and <clears throat> i was waiting on those tickets and you yeah. know like the row b was like twice as much as the tickets i got so i'm like it is time i got a deal <laughs> let's go I done it too. And I know a lot of people don't buy that 30 dollar WrestleMania ticket just to get in and wait around you know <laughs> It works, man. But, it works. It's a gamble, but if you can play it, um, cool. Yeah. Well, hey, everybody, have a great weekend. Uh, yeah, we'll catch you back here for the Monday Night Crew. And then Issa and I will be back Tuesday with a new uh, guest. So Yay. it'll be fun. Cool, everybody. Have a great weekend. Uh, Matt is at Matt Coon Music. Issa's NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with one. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy Revolution Sunday. Happy uh, last match to Sting, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast.